the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hello, my name's Ian Austin, and this is Shunamania, y'all. And it's time for another entry in this fantastic tribute and synopsis and journey. Everything in those words made sense. It's adventure through the realms of the Shudder Horror app as we are tuning to Prom Night today. Directed by Paul Lynch, 1980, 90 minutes long, English. Four stars out of five is an average on Shudder app. For six long years, Hamilton High School seniors Kelly, Jude, Wendy and Nick have been hiding truth what happened to 10-year-old Robin Hammond they have broken body was discovered near an abandoned convent. Ooh, they kept secret how they taunted Robin. Oh no. Back during to corner and two, comma, frightened, comma, she stood on Windledge and faced her death. Wait a second, that's driving quite a fair bit of movie, I'm guessing. Fearing they'd be held responsible, comma, they felt never entailed full stop. However, comma, someone else was there that day and now, comma, is ready to exact their revenge, dash, on prom night, full stop. I feel like that's quite a lot of the movie that's just spoiled for me and for you as proxy, but hey, when in Rome, or when in a chilled out environment, I guess. Anyway, Prom Night is going to be reviewed shortly, just after this word from our sponsor. Hello, so I've just finished Prom Night and I enjoyed that. It was good. There you go, there's your review. See you tomorrow. No kidding. Um, It was good, it was interesting. But in a good way, so I'm burning luck. It was, it was watchable. It was um, fun, it was different, uh, in good way. As the description talks about, it, English slasher essential, a mask killer stalks four teenagers to the high school senior prom, which is true. That is what happened in the movie. That is the plot, but the story is quite a bit more interesting. It's playing on the ideas of some of my favourite horror movies, something like Pieces, um, that sort of thing. Where a lot of movies try and guess who Killer is, and that is actually quite fun for a horror movie because if you know who Killer is from the start, like something like Nightmare in the Street or something like that, it's not bad. It can be very watchable, depending on how iconic Killer is and how interesting they are. But sometimes not known is quite cool. One of my favourite Friday Fringe movies is, I think, Part 5, where they're at the um, Behavioural House, Outlook House, whatever it's called. And you're not sure who's doing it or why. You believe it's Jason, and then they trick you, and they go, it wasn't Jason after all. It's just quite a cool little twist. The movie does that because it goes the Mask Ninja route, which is always a good route. Sorry, I'm drinking Bud Light. Not sponsored by, but it's pretty good anyway, I find. So it goes the um that route. And also, I mean, the prom night setting allows for a bit of colour, a bit of dynamics dynamic intent movie you got the um free act structure you know it's going to wind up ending at prom night so you sort of set up and then pay off i would say the only problem i have with is well i have a couple of problems first is um they age a lot in six years and by age a lot i mean they look very young and then six years later they're like the guys are muscular and buff and the women are fully formed and that seems quite a quick turnaround because I get impression they're about what eight nine in the opening and then they're what 15 16 at the end and I don't know about you but I 
sure shit didn't look like that 16. Or now, but definitely not 16. So that I question. Um, other things. Well, I suppose the first thing to think about, talk about is the acting. I mean, it's a horror movie with Leslie Nielsen and um, Jamie Lee Curtis, so you know you're going to get some good acting. And I'd like to take this moment and just point out that I know Leslie Nielsen did a lot of movies like Naked Gun and um, Accidental Witness and, oh, shit, Scary Movie 3 and stuff like that. But he, he seriously can act. Like, I think sometimes we forget this is a guy who grew up, who made his name rather, making genre movies like cop movies and sci-fi movies and things like that. The reason he's so good at Naked Gun is he knows exactly the tone to go for. But when he's trying to, seriously, he is really, really good at it. He's a crazy good actor. Very, very motive. Very good facial expressions. And Jamie Lee Curtis obviously is a wonderful actress who is so good at having, having little touches in character. And it actually, to be honest, they kind of overshadow the rest of the actors, not meaning to, but just by nature of their acting. I mean, this was coming off Halloween, so Jamie Lee Curtis was becoming stark at this point. I don't know if it's before The Fog. Maybe it's the same year as Fog, but yeah, she's becoming a horror movie star at this point. And then obviously she'll go on later on to make things like um, Trading Places and... A physical wonder and true lies, you know. True lies grant not particularly great movie, it's a good act movie, but physical wonder and um train places, great movies. Re really good actress. So that's a good plus, the acting. And like I said, the murder mystery part of it is really interesting. Even if it got attached to surreal points, I wasn't entirely convinced, like there are a few scenes I was convinced were dream sequences and they turned out not be dream sequences, which is quite strange. Because they're so bizarre. Like the, uh, And at one point I thought one of the characters had been knifing back, but he's just punched really, really hard. But then his motion's on the floor for like 10 seconds, so maybe they reshot some stuff, I don't know. I was saying that it did lose my points. Um... Because mainly, all that's set up to get to prom means that you're not having any of the killings up to that point. And at times it felt like it was padding long bit. Like, we know where we're going, but can you speed up a bit? Can you just do a whole movie at prom night and then do a bunch of, like, serial killer sequences, stuff like that? But also played with some tropes, which are quite good. You know, the um, uh, team males obsessed with sets and... Women who don't want to feel objectified, which is quite, you know, important, and especially in this dang age. You look back at scenes like that, and uh, they probably were never that funny, but scenes like where a woman's a teenager, it's like she doesn't want to have sex, and guy leaves on her own, and she's naked and vulnerable. That's really even sadder nowadays than it, is back, than it was back in time, maybe. It's, you know? So that's changed. I think horror movie does change depend on when you view it. I mean, a lot of things that were... Um, I mean, guess a lot of things that Freddy Krueger doing like, the 80s. Maybe at the time would be scary, but now it's kind of, like, it's a bit knowingly shit, but naff, but it still works despite that. I will say that this following Halloween for Jamie Lee Curtis, this wasn't as good a movie. Um, Halloween was very condensed, very tight, very um, uh, expertly crafted. And this movie did have the nice setup for the final act, but apart from that, I don't necessarily know that there's anything groundbreaking. 
just a very watchable horror movie. Something like you'd expect Eli Roth's Thanksgiving be, uh, where it's competently made by someone who loves the genre. Um, some little nice touches. The opening scene for the kids is particularly creepy. And in a real way, I mean, they are using repeated dialogue a lot, which can be grating at points. But in this case, it kind of works, you know. Kids are stooping off that. And reveal who killer is is quite emotive and does add a bit of power to the movie. I think the acting and a few of the scenes in particular are quite emotive and it, it's kind of strange because normally in horror movies you shrug that stuff off. But in this movie, they do a reasonably good job of capturing emotion. Particularly at the end, for something which in some ways is a bit nami is when they reveal who the killer is. I won't reveal who it is, but when they reveal who the killer is and it's a bit... In some ways it's over the top, but then Jamie Lee Curtis goes into acting overboard to reground it in some semblance of reality. You know, she's very powerful and her acting kind of jants it back in place, even though it is quite goofy. So what do I say overall about this movie? I'd say I'd probably give it three out three out of five. Very watchable. Um much better looking than the sequel, which was tacky as anything, and which I'll have to Throw on this for tomorrow, I guess. Or, yep, so I'll be doing Prom Night 2 tomorrow. Do a little read out of it. And this supernatural sequel to the slasher classic Prom Night. Oh, Jesus. Sexually voracious Mary Lou Maloney is burned alive after winning Prom Queen in 1957. What the fuck? 30 years later, her spirit returns to possess Vicky, a cheerleader who's been chafing under her parents' repressive rules. What? Mum and Dad's soon getting eye for Vicky starts acting out, but Mary Lou is more focused on vengeful man caused the early exit from Earth, who's now a school principal. A fun and frothy mashup of Nightmare in Street 2 and Carrie Prom Night 2 is an essential entry in 1980s slasher canon. Fucking Michael Ironside? Seen principal? Holy shit, that sounds amazing. Well, that'll be on the list docket for tomorrow. It also has 4 out of 5, but this one has 4 out of 5, so I don't know if you can really say. That's a ring endorsement. But hey, there you go. This was Shudder Mania. I'll be back tomorrow with Prom Night 2. And I'd like to say, as always, remember, life is beautiful.